We got a name for Thursdays around these parts. Local Three Thursdays with Jake Durant. Tanner Hoops with you in the sports pen. Glad that you're along. And per usual, the pride of Local Three crossed the way from me. Hi, Jake. How you doing? Good, man. You? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad I made it. I, I know I scooted in here with just seconds to spare, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Excited. How are the roads out there? Uh, they're not not too bad. No. They're not too bad. Um, you know, they could be worse. Mm. Very well. I really haven't been out there much here the last couple of days. Haven't really had a need to, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'll, I'll find out tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll see what we get because it was coming down a little bit earlier today. There's a few flakes coming down. I don't think anything really too bad. I'm not really sure. I, I usually I'm, I'm up to date on on how the weather is going to be. Obviously, I work at a at a new station mm-hmm. with a very good meteorologist and Tom Kippen. I just don't don't remember what he told me. <laughs> so, um, sorry, Tom, if you're listening, but uh, hopefully it stays clear. You know, we're in December. Mm-hmm. And we've only had, I think, really two storms. But they've been big ones. Um, they've been very big, but um, I'm living out right outside of Marquette in, mm. in the Harvey area now, so I have to kind of commute into Marquette. So only twice was there kind of a sketchy ride to and from work. So um, as long as we can keep that to a minimum, let's hope we can. And, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be all right. Well, you know, we're going to find out over the course of the next hour. So actually twice we'll hear what the weather is. We've got Jennifer and Ray. There they come go. on here before the break. They'll let us know what the forecast is. I got to tell you, though, usually it just goes right over top of my head because I'm just focused on getting back to the segment, what I'm going to say to open things up, what have you. I don't do a good enough job paying attention to the weather. Similar with with me at my station because Tom goes on before me, Mm. and normally when he's actually on air, I'm rushing to get my final things done, you know, getting dressed or whatever and getting ready for, for my sports cast. And then right after, he does kind of like a, a little review to close out our show. And for some reason, I just can't focus right after I'm done being on TV. You know, you got the adrenaline going, and I'm just kind of like, that was fun. And uh, yeah, I should listen a little bit better. I tell you what, we've got weather updates coming up over the course of the next hour. We've got Thursday night football. Who has the biggest hot seat? I should say who has the hottest seat for tonight, whether it be player, coach, Bears, Cowboys, who is going to be impacted the most? Plus, Northern Michigan Hoops opening up conference play this evening. They'll get going just after we sign off. We're going to play buy-sell with several athletes kind of at the turning point in their career. Plus, a San Francisco radio personality says something really stupid. There's a trend going around that, I, I don't know if it's a stupid social media trend, but it's it's generating a lot of buzz, excitement. We have college football championship week and major playoff implications. Plus, I'm going to tell you who the Pope's favorite NFL team is. All that and more we're going to cover over the course of next hour. But I want to start with a conversation we were having before we hit the air, Jake. Jake's telling me how he's going bowling tomorrow night as part of a party. And you have the weirdest style of bowling I think I've ever heard of. I haven't even seen it. You just described it to me, yes. and I can honestly say it is the weirdest thing. Yeah, I mean, I've known people who bowl like this, and um, so basically, what it's what 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 I do is I don't actually put my fingers in the bowling ball holes. Mm-hmm. I basically cuff the bowling ball, kind of like palming a basketball. <laughs> I kind of let it rest on my hand as my hands underneath it, and I'll take my. Uh, my left hand and I'll kind of put it to the side and now what I do is I, I get up to the lane and I stand there I, I focus and it, it all has to do with how well the, the lane is greased mm. and also um, how it comes off my hand so basically I, I slowly walk up to the front um, to where you, you're about to throw the bowling ball and as I'm 
I'm kind of bringing the ball to my side, and as I try to let it go, I basically just twist my hand upwards and put as much spin on it as possible. This is a very dangerous way to play to to, to bowl because basically what it does is it causes the ball to kind of ride right on the edge of the gutter. Mm-hmm. And normally, what you want it to do—that's why I talked about it being greased really well—is you get so much spin on the ball that it'll actually just ride the the edge and turn right into the the middle of the frame if it all goes according to plan, and you. You get normally get strikes. I'm not I'm not very consistent with it. I don't bowl very often, but for some reason, man, growing up and going bowling every so often, putting the fingers in the bowling ball hole just like wrecked my like my thumb would be hurting and things like that. So I kind of just was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it this way. And it's a very obviously I don't think it's like legal or anything. Uh, well, I don't. Is I don't there know. rules? I don't know if there's at it, the it gets PBA there. level maybe. Yeah, I mean it gets there. Mm. Um, but the, the, the problem with this is. You know, you're either going to knock down a lot of pins and everything's going to go good, or you're going to gutter. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really no in between, and it's a little bit harder to kind of, uh, you know, convert the what is it called? After you know your second throw. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's harder to get you know get the the, the conversion there. So um, yeah, that's how I bowl. I don't know if anyone listening bowls like that, but. Um, it's a sight to see it, but when you do do it well and you get a strike, it looks good, and you get a lot of power on the ball, and that's just how I bowl, man. So, so tomorrow when I go to this, it's, it's a Christmas party that mm-hmm. I was invited to, um, and people are gonna kind of witness it and kind of see how how it's what it's all about. I'll be in Ishpeming. I might have to stop over after Westwood basketball. Just come check, yeah. Just come check me uh, <laughs> check me out. Uh, you know, bring a camera because it's it's really fun. <laughs> Put it on local throw. I got so many questions like. How did you discover this was the way you wanted to bowl? How often does it work for you? And if you do hit the gutter and you get your second try, you know, it's like in tennis, you know, you go all out in your first serve. If you fault, you get your second serve and then you just kind of lob it over. Do you go more traditional on your second try if you gutter ball? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I kind of just go for it. Like, I'm a little ambidextrous, so mm. I can throw with my left or my right. Um, and if something's not working, I'll switch to my left hand, mm. um, which is actually my dominant hand. It's weird because I throw with my right and mm. I bowl with my right. I'll try to take it with my left and spin it that way. Um, and then if, if things really aren't working out, then I'll try to go to the more traditional way of throwing the bowling ball. Um, so overall, I'm a terrible bowler. I'm just going to say that right now. There's no consistency. Um, you know, I can bowl within, like, I could get, like, 50, mm. score 50, which is terrible. Yeah. Or I can get into, like, the hundreds, and if I'm really lucky, I stick around the hundreds. I don't really go any further than that. Low hundreds. I'm a terrible bowler. That's all I got to say. Don't, don't do it. I mean, don't don't go out there and actually try to do it like me. It sounds like you are putting yourself in a tough position to be a good bowler. Maybe. I, I think that might have something to do Let's with it. Let's just put it this way. If I threw a, a full game the traditional way, mm-hmm. I will score lower than if I throw it this way. And, yeah, you know, I actually learned it from a buddy of mine when mm-hmm. we were on a school trip way back in the day. Um, we were all bowling, and I saw him kind of throw it, and my thumb was just killing me. I'm like, I'm just going to start doing it this way. And, you know, I don't take it very serious. Does he have carpal tunnel? Because that sounds like it would just be awful for your wrist. Uh, Trying to hold I'm not a sure. He also, for years he like also that? the same the same buddy of mine, mm-hmm. he shoots a basketball a very weird way. He puts <laughs> both hands literally on top of the basketball. Mm-hmm. And the way he shoots it, he kind of brings From the it hip. up. And then it's all in the wrist. Yeah. So yep. like, oh, no. I knew, I knew guys like that. I actually kind of like shooting that way. Really? Yeah. See, I need to have that stabilizer. Like, mm-hmm. if you have both hands on the top of the ball, bringing it, bringing mm-hmm. it back, and then just 
whip. It, it puts a lot of spin on the ball, yep. but it's it's just so it's awkward looking. I don't know. I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Let's get to pick them. We've got Thursday night football this evening. Jake, by the way, one game back of me, so this is a big week for us. You know, maybe we see the lead change hands. Jake, we've got Chicago and Dallas. I gave my pick on this game yesterday, and to be honest with you, I don't even remember who I picked. Like, this game could just be, you know, it could be competitive. I don't know if it's going to be good, but it might be close. I, I you don't really know. have no idea. I mean, it would really help me to know yeah, what you picked. I think I'm just going to say. I'm trying to gain a game on you. I know. This game's in Chicago. Um, this one's tough. It is tough because you've got a good defense, or a really good defense against a offense that can be elite when they want to be. Mm-hmm. It's in Chicago. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Dallas in this one. I think I don't remember Dallas. what I said yesterday, but I'm going to do Dallas. Yeah, yeah. It's really tough because you kind of know what you're going to get with Chicago mm-hmm. at home. You know, it's a prime time game. Um, you know, in front of their home fans. You know, the defense is going to be hyped up. You know, they're going to play good. But you also know what Mitch Trubisky is. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, more often than not, he's not a great quarterback. With the Cowboys, that are so inconsistent because I think the Cowboys have enough talent to be a Chicago type of defense. Mm-hmm. They have enough talent. They have enough speed, uh, enough edge rushers. Their secondary is not really that good. Um, but it, it, it's like basically saying, is the Cowboys defense going to step up and be able to um, stop Mitch Trubisky, which they should? Mm-hmm. And then is that going to be able to handle the pressure of um, going up against Chicago, and basically what what Dallas needs to do, what they should have been doing is getting the ball to Zeke more, but maybe this might not be the game you want to s- right. start handing it off to Zeke because what, what is Chicago going to do? They're going to try to stop mm-hmm. the run and make Dak beat you. So um, this one's tough. I think this one could go either way. It's a coin flip. But I got to go. I think you know Dallas is playing for a little mm-hmm. bit more. They have you know a, a, still a decent shot to make the playoffs, and this is a game Dallas should win. It, 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 right, exactly. You know, and and they pretty much need to win. You know, and with everything going on with Jason Garrett and things like that, and just the criticism that Dallas gets on a weekly basis, I think they have kind of a, a galvanizing moment tonight. Come together, and they play decently well, well enough to win. I don't think it's going to be a big victory, but I think they they pull it off tonight. You know, I saw Dan Patrick on his show earlier today said that. If Chicago were, I'm sorry, uh, if Dallas were to lose tonight, that might be it for Jason Garrett. I know J- Jerry Jones says he's going to wait till after the season to make a change, but if they lose tonight, then it's pretty much inevitable. And DP thinks there's a shot that Jerry Jones could be, a- excuse me, Jerry Jones could axe Jason Garrett mm-hmm. by tomorrow. I think it is a very good shot because Jerry Jones runs strictly on emotion. Mm-hmm. He'll say one thing. He'll say this, you know, Jason Garrett's my. You know, he's my son I, you know, I never had and things like that. Then he's hinting like, oh, Jason Garrett's going to play somewhere next year. So, you know, he's all over the place when it comes to this. And I think it's going to take something like, all right, you had Philly lose to Miami. You had, literally had a gift given to you last week. Mm-hmm. You have no reason now to, to make this happen. Get in the playoffs, win your division, things like that. So a game you should win. Your team should be confident enough to go into Chicago and, and be able to stop that team. If you lose that, I think I think Jerry's just going to be you know, angry. And who knows? He could just act strictly off emotion and just just can him then. I don't think Jason Garrett's going to be there, obviously, mm-hmm. after the season. So, um, yeah, it might just be one of those things where it's like, I can't stand this. This is, just needs to happen. Before we keep moving on with the picks, which quarterback is under more pressure tonight? Because they're trending in opposite directions. Dak has had a tough last couple of weeks, to say the least. Trubisky's numbers have gone up, albeit against the Giants and the Lions. Which of those two do you think is under more pressure to win tonight? 
You know, I think Dak, he's been playing pretty much out of his mind all season. Obviously, they're not winning as many games as they want, but the one true consistent player for that team has been Dak Prescott. I mean, throwing a bunch of passing yards, you know, he's making big plays. Albeit, a lot of his stats are kind of inflated because a lot of the big stats are coming out of garbage time when the, when the team is down and things like that. But um, he's kind of been the only consistent player to, to go out there, and you kind of know what you're going to get. That defense has been, you know, up and down and things like that. Zeke hasn't been a shell of himself since getting mm-hmm. that big contract. Amari Cooper's been injured and things like that. So um, I don't really think there is a lot of pressure on on. Um, Dak Prescott, I think there's more pressure on that defense. Hmm. If, you, if that defense comes out, and I know they're not going to have Leighton Van Der Esch and a couple guys, but if that defense comes out and, and lets Mitch Trubisky kind of run up and down on them, I mean, that's that's embarrassing. So um, with with Trubisky being under the more, more, more pressure, I just feel like you know, this was supposed to be his year. Obviously, he's been criticized all year. Um, I still think, you know, obviously, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be Chicago quarterback for much longer. He's kind of still trying to play to keep a job and things like that. So um, I think Mitch Trubisky, I think this whole season has been a lot of pressure for this guy, um, even from, from the opening kickoff of the season, obviously, against Green Bay. Um, so I think it's Mitch Trubisky. You're at home. You're 6-6. Six and six. Just go out and, and kind of build on the momentum you've been gaining and just have a solid game in front of your home crowd. We have got two really good games here in ESPN-UP on Sunday. The early game, Baltimore at Buffalo. That's a toughie. This is a toughie, man. Ooh. Baltimore's been playing unreal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unreal. I don't really know if they've had a really deal. I mean, early in the season they were dealing with a little adversity, but um, at some point I feel like they have to have kind of a downer game, you know, mm-hmm. a game where you know things just aren't going right and, and things are happening. I really like the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, very impressive against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I like their defense and things like that. It's hard because I just don't think it, I just don't see anyone stopping Lamar if he's mm-hmm. on his game. But that, if there is any team that could, this Buffalo Bills. defense could be. And Sean McDermott, as well as he schemes a defense, right. he might be the guy. He might be the guy. Whew. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Baltimore. I All can't. Right. I just can't. Same. I'm very, very close to picking Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Very close. But I just can't. Lamar Jackson's just so good. If there's anybody who could slow him down here down the stretch, it's probably Buffalo. Yet, you just can't pick against Baltimore with how well they're playing right now. How about the late game? Kansas City at New England. A rematch of the AFC Championship game from last year. But doesn't have that vibe to it this season. No, I think I think New England wins this one. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's a kind of a, a bounce-back game for them. Obviously, they didn't play well in their last outing. At home... I think it's going to be a good game. I just am not high on the Chiefs. Ever since Pat Mahomes went down and then that defense kind of got, you know, exposed a little bit, I just i am not really high on the Chiefs right now. Um, I can't see New England falling again and at home at that. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Sunday night football. The Rams are at home, but do they have any shot against Russ Wilson in Seattle? This is like another tough one because at any moment that Rams team, I feel like, can explode and have mm-hmm. a really good game. Um, I just, I just don't see. It. I got to go, Russ. No. I'm going to go, Russ, and the Seahawks. How about Monday Night Football? The Eli Manning farewell tour begins at Philadelphia. Listen, I, I appreciate what Eli has done. Obviously, he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl uh, MVP. I just don't think he has it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he has it. I think Philly obviously is kind of in desperation mode a little bit at home, um, especially w- w- 
we got to see what the outcome of this game is going to be. If the if the Cowboys lose, they're going to have all the the reason to come out and have a good game. I'm going to go Philly. All right, I am going to. I don't know if it's wishful thinking or what, but I'm going to go with New York here. Eli's no pressure, no pressure. What, what did I see on on social media? It'd be a, the ultimate revenge yes. if Eli went out and won them just enough games to get him out of the Chase Young <laughs> drawing. Just, just just push him out of the top five. <laughs> it would be the ultimate revenge right. tactic. And you know what? He's got no pressure on him. They're not in the playoff race. I'm, I don't know if we'll see it, but I wouldn't be shocked to see just vintage Eli out there just slinging the ball without a care in the world. Yeah. I mean, if they protect him, if they protect him, give him time, you know, he can still make throws. He still, you know, he doesn't have a lot left in the tank, mm-hmm. but I feel like if, if the receivers can get open, you can protect him. You know, he can still go out there and read a defense. It's not like he's going to see any something he hasn't seen before. Um, and it's kind of like riding a bicycle, I would, I would I would, think. I don't really know. But um, I think he would go down if he connects on a few throws. Who knows? He could get into rhythm and, and have a decent game. He's got a few weapons back. Darius Slayton has emerged the last couple of weeks. Sterling Shepard's back as of last week. And this will be his first game with Golden Tate. I, I wonder if, if the supporting cast around Eli... Uh, you know what their thought coming to this game? Do they want to come in and and kind of come together and really raise Eli up? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm, I would guess he's he's respected uh, in that locker mm-hmm. room. You would have to think. Um, are those players going to come up and, and just really be amped to to kind of play for Eli and and kind of be motivated to have a good showing? I wonder if if that's you know what the thought process behind the players is. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be sad to see it. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Let's take a timeout when we come back. A big week for the Big Ten with a big weekend coming up next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad you're along this Thursday afternoon. A big week for the Big Ten is going to conclude with a big weekend. The Big Ten ACC Challenge was this week. It wasn't much of a challenge over the three-day stretch. Jake, were there any good games? I mean, I know each team, uh, I should say each conference, had their share of wins. The Big Ten won the challenge 8-6. to six, But there really wasn't a good game no. out of any of them. No. Um, obviously, the teams that I wanted to do well didn't fare well. Same. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm very impressed with OSU. Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Absolutely taking it to Carolina in the yeah, D-Dome. Um, as, as much as I despise mm-hmm. Ohio State, I didn't even realize they were that good. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, they're ranked in the top ten. And then I watched them play, and I'm like, okay, this team's good. And I'm, I'm wondering because, you know, Michigan knocked the, uh, North Carolina off mm-hmm. in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. I'm like, is, is North Carolina even that good? Cole Anthony's pretty good. They don't really have anyone that can score the ball. Cole Anthony. He can, but you stop Nobody him. else. Nobody else can shoot. <laughs> Nobody else can do anything. So um, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from my, my Wolverines, mm-hmm. but was that even a, a decent? The Gonzaga win was great, mm-hmm. but um, was that even a good win against North Carolina? I don't really know, but um, obviously Michigan coming out and absolutely laying a dud against Louisville. Um at some, you know, it was almost too good to be true. They ran through the Battle for Atlantis tournament. They knocked off North Carolina, knocked off Gonzaga, um, and then you know had to kind of get back to 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 their hometown and then go right to Louisville and play the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. I kind of just think that all together and it all happening in such a small time frame. This was a little too much, and they came out flat. They didn't really have a lot of energy, and and they live and die by by the outside shot, and they just weren't hitting the shot. So that kind of started it off. Michigan State, mm, I mean, tough night for them. Tough night for them. And Draymond was there. Steve Kerr was there. Mm-hmm. 
I'm pretty sure Clay Thompson was there. Yep. Um, so it was a huge night for the Breslin Center, huge night for the Michigan State program. Obviously, Draymond Green getting his his jersey retired there at that game. It, Tom Izzo said it was an embarrassing mm-hmm. the way his team came out and played against a Duke team that was without their third leading scorer and and Cassius Stanley um, off on the road and in, in in a tough environment. They came out and they were just they looked like they were not phased. A lot of young mm-hmm. guys on the team and they they just looked like they'd been there before, which mm-hmm. was pretty impressive and. And um, so both Michigan teams coming out, laying duds. Ohio State, decent win. Um, impressed with Maryland. Oh, boy. Yeah, they look good they last look night. They good. really did. They took it to Notre Dame 71-52. to Yeah, sorry to hear about that. Well, it, it happens. Yeah, um, um, they were favored in the game, obviously. They were. They're ranked third in the country for a reason. Yeah. i got to take it back. i got to walk it back. I wasn't sure about Maryland this year. I thought coming into the year they were overrated. Then I remember after that show I saw Notre Dame was on their schedule. I thought, oh, crap. I'm going to have to eat that <laughs> after it happens. Yeah. And then, and then we did. Um, there were games that went the ACC's way, and they still lost. I mean, there were some games that the ACC did dominate, like Louisville. You know, games like that. Mm-hmm. Yet overall, you got to be so impressed with the Big Ten and what they did. I mean, Iowa took down Syracuse pretty handily, and the Q's. I mean, they just don't look like themselves this year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the the Big Ten sometimes gets gets a tough rap as kind of like a slower league you know you know you're not you're not getting all these high-flying athletes and things like that and it's kind of just more of a grinded out style as compared to the acc where you kind of see you know the the prospects the nba prospects and teams like to get up and down the floor and it's kind of a higher pace and things like that and and it's supposedly a little bit more fun to watch but let me tell you i enjoy watching big 10 basketball there's there's, it's a strong field this year you got to be impressed early on you know you got michigan up there michigan state's up there we already talked about ohio state maryland etc you know these are really solid teams and um you know the ACC has dominated the challenge in years past, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the Big Ten they 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 came out and said, "Hey, we're we're a league you got to reckon with, and and we got some teams that can really ball out." And there's a lot of young players coming up, and and um, you know a lot of good coaches in the league. So you know, I really enjoy Big Ten basketball this year. Yeah, absolutely, and nobody should ever knock the Big Ten as being. A weak basketball kind of because it's not, and it's mm-hmm. far from that. And it is one of the more, even the years I don't think it is the best conference in the country, it might be the most entertaining. And I really do like watching Big Ten basketball. Some teams, you just never know what you're going to get out of them. Sometimes they'll be really good. Teams like Minnesota will have really good years. Indiana can have some great years, and then they can lay some eggs a few different years. Uh, Illinois can play you tough. Wisconsin, well, they're always going to be good. They're always going to be right there. And maybe one of the teams that's being overlooked the most or talked about uh, very little out of the Big Ten has maybe the best player in the conference. I say maybe because I still think that's Cassius Winston. But no doubt, Lamar Stevens of Penn State is a top three player in that Mm -hmm. conference. Yeah, you know, and he brings a lot to the Penn State program. And um, what I like about the Big Ten is you get a lot of team ball. You know, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of, um, you know, you got a lot of teams that, offensively there's a lot of guys that can hurt you defensively you know they can really clamp down and you know teams can win grinded out games that's why when when march comes around there's always a few big 10 teams that come around and make some noise because you know they're used to battling on a daily basis every each and every night because of of great competition and and they don't they don't kind of you know, break down when things get tough, and and you got to really straddle down and and play defense and play both ends of the floor, and that's why I feel like 
you know, Big Ten basketball is so fun to watch because you got teams playing defense and things like that as compared to, like, you watch the Dukes with all these one-and-dones, Kentucky, all these one-and-dones, and, and it's more it's more kind of focused on individuals, I feel. And, um, I mean, you got to – I don't know. I just enjoy Big Ten basketball. I've, I always have. And even when Michigan's not great, you know, Michigan State's always a great team. Tommy's always has that team going. And like you said, even down a little a little ways, you know, obviously you got the, the teams that are in the top ten, but like a team like Penn State, on any given night you can watch and, and watch that kid uh, at Penn State ball out and it would mm-hmm. be, be entertaining. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time right now. Is Michigan playing Iowa tonight? I know that's their game uh, to start Big Ten play. Is that tonight? I'm not 100%. It might be. That's worth watching. It might be better than Chicago and the and uh, Dallas on Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I expect Michigan to, to bounce back. I mm-hmm. don't think, like I said, I just kind of felt like they probably had a little dead leg and and they traveled a lot of miles. Well, not a lot of miles, but they, they were, they've been traveling and things like that. So, um, actually, it is. it was a pretty far trip. It was. They were in the Bahamas, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, from the so they they travel a lot of miles and things like that. So um, it would have been a little bit more interesting if they kind of had a, a middle game right before Louisville, kind mm-hmm. of not a cupcake, but just a, a team that's not the number one team in the nation right. to kind of get their legs underneath them. But I expect Michigan to bounce back. They're going to be a good team this year. They are absolutely. And anytime you play three straight top ten teams like that, I mean that's a grueling stretch. Yeah, exactly. And you go through the tournament. Obviously, you're kind of surprise champions. You're on this high. Juwan Howard, first year head coach. Now your team's making noise. You just went from unranked to number four. You know the players are hearing it. Everyone's hearing it. Um, but yeah, for any team, that would have been a tough stretch to play back to back to back games within what like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, they were due. They were due. Well, we've got the Big Ten football championship coming up this weekend. Firstly, are you going to watch? No. I can already tell you're not going to. No, and it's not that I don't. It's not because I despise both of these teams. Mm-hmm. It's just Ohio State's going to run up and down the field yeah, against Wisconsin. I know. Wisconsin. That's what I was going to ask you. Does Wisconsin make this a I don't two think score so. game? You know, I, I, two I, scores? Don't get me wrong. Like I respect Wisconsin. Obviously, they've. It's they've, just we have that much respect for Ohio State. Exactly. Exactly. Um, from what I've seen against Ohio State, um, most recently against Michigan, I mean, it was unbelievable. They were so good. Like, it was basically pick and choose. Michigan mm. had no answer. I'm literally sitting there like, all right. Actually, early on in that game, I was like, okay, we score early on. And then it's like, now all we got to do is just try to stop this team. They just cakewalk. Mm. Like, nothing happened. Down, score. Um, and then, you you know, you get that fumble by Shea, and, and it's – just that little bit of light you gave Ohio State, they blew it open. Mm-hmm. You know, because Ohio State wasn't actually stopping Michigan's offense early on in that game. Um, they clamped down a little bit later, obviously, but um, it was kind of just a heavyweight blow after blow after blow. And you give Ohio State just that little bit of momentum, you know, whether whether it be a turnover or anything like that, or a penalty or something like that, they're gonna they're gonna pay. You saw Michigan go off sides on that. What was only their second stop of the game? Mm-hmm. Two plays later, they're in the end zone, and it's now another two score game. So um, I just I, I like what Wisconsin does. They're the team that can make a close game against sure. Ohio State. You know, they if they if they keep the ball out of Ohio State's offense. Uh, their hands run the ball and and get those big guys up front kind of mauling maybe they can make it a game but i just feel like this team's complete i feel like this is one of the better ohio state teams we've seen in recent years and i think this is a team that's going to win the national championship as much as that hurts me to say i have to agree with you i mean i really do jk dobbins i made the comparison a couple of days ago here 
he is kind of like the Michael Thomas of the Heisman yeah. race in the sense that he's not getting enough attention, but yeah. he should. Michael Thomas is the same way in the MVP race. Yeah, I mean, obviously these are quarterback awards are most most of the time mm-hmm. aimed to give to the quarterback, but um, I just remember watching that Michigan game, and they just kind of had like a still shot on J.K. Dobbins standing here. This guy is a beast. Yes. I mean, oh my goodness, this guy is a brick house, tough to bring down. He has, you know, kind of... It's kind of shit. He's shifty, but like he has surprising speed for a guy his size, and he's just a hard guy to bring down. And he's gonna he's gonna wear you down, and and, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a complete back. Any NFL team who gets this guy is gonna be very lucky because he he is a complete back. And and yeah, I mean they just don't have a weakness. They have receivers that can beat you. They have a, a quarterback that can beat you through the air. He can beat you with his legs. They have a, a, a running back that can do it all. Their defense is good. Their secondary is amazing. They just they don't have a weakness. It's Ohio State. We both think that Ohio State is going to win this one by multiple scores. How about LSU-Georgia? Who are you thinking? I, li- I like LSU. I, I mean, that's obviously the sexy pick or whatever. Um, but they're just having one of those special years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, They were able to, to, get, to get it done against opponents that you know, have ruined their seasons in recent years past and things like that. Um, I have a lot of respect for Jake Fromm. I have a lot of respect for Georgia, but there was something about this team this year where they just didn't have that. Look shaky. You know, they just didn't have that. It. I don't know if it's because they had young receivers or whatnot, but always a great school. But they, for some reason, they just didn't have that. That wow, this team is really good mm-hmm. type of feel. Um, they might make it a game, but I think LSU ultimately will win it. LSU, I don't think, has looked shaky all year. No. That's, just, and and, that's a special team. Yeah, and to be honest with you, early on in the season, people were saying, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. And I was kind of like, I'm just, I'm waiting for the reality to strike and him kind of come back down to earth mm-hmm. and because and, um, I just didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. But you got to give the man, man credit. He's been consistent, making the right decisions. He's obviously now played his way to a top draft position. And, um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm now a believer in Joe Burrow. I tell you what, before we hit the break, we are unanimous in the sense that we both think Ohio State and LSU win this weekend. How about the other three Power 5 championships? If you had to pick the upset, which of these is more likely to happen? Oregon beats Utah, Baylor beats Oklahoma, or Virginia beats Clemson? I would have to say Oregon over Utah just because I feel like those teams are kind of the closest. There's mm-hmm. not the gap as far as, obviously, Clemson and Virginia. Like, are you right. kidding me? <laughs> Clemson and Virginia for a championship game. Like, you got Dabo Sweeney say this is a good lead. You're playing Virginia in the championship <laughs> game, bro. I, I don't know if I give Virginia a, even the slightest chance to possibly win the game. I, have, I haven't even seen them play, and I already know how this is going to happen. The spread is 28 points. You yeah, in a, in a championship game. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know. Um, so yeah, that, that game's, I mean, that's just, that's laughable, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Oregon and Utah, they're pretty similar. Oregon has some players, obviously Herbert's there and things like that. I think Utah's going to win the game, but would I be shocked if Oregon won it? No. And I, and I like Baylor, Mm -hmm. you know, Baylor, um, obviously that program was kind of in turmoil for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. they've kind of bounced back. Could I see Baylor potentially? Keeping up with Oklahoma, sure. sure. Would it surprise me? No. If Virginia beat Clemson, would I be surprised? I would be shocked. Oh, yeah. My jaw would hit the floor. So, um, but yeah, I would say Oregon. I tell you, I actually am picking Oregon to win this game. I really? think, even though it's technically an upset, I do think Oregon's going to win it, and that's what I'm hoping happens because mm-hmm. Utah can't be a playoff team. Just can't happen. Oh, you're one of those guys. I'm one of those I, guys. I wouldn't mind seeing Utah in the playoffs. I, I would. I don't know. I mean, would they win? A, would could they win a game in, in the playoffs? No. No. no, they'd either get LSU or Ohio State. 
Come on, Michigan could beat Utah. Notre Dame could beat Utah. They could, but Utah could put a game together and possibly beat LSU, no? No. No. No? I'm not I, trying to discredit Utah. It's I, just I, 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 I watch, don't believe they're a top-four team. They're a good I, I, team. I watched Utah wrong. play once, and that was against USC, so it wasn't the greatest game for mm-hmm. me to watch. It was a great game, right. but not for for Utah fans, um, just because it was so close and back and forth. I just think, you know, I, I like their defense. They have some scrappy guys. They got they got a, a guy on defense. I forgot his name, a secondary guy who's a, a potential first-round pick. Mm-hmm. They got a decent running back. They got some receivers. Will Justin Herbert lead that Ducks team and, and be able to shred that defense? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they're a bad team. I don't want to tear down Utah because I sound like a complete You're- Utes hater. I do think they're a good team. I respect them. Would that be similar to, like, Michigan State? You know, somehow making their way many years ago and getting blown out by Alabama. And you see something <laughs> like that happening? Would LSU do that to Utah? I think they would. The thing is, I don't think Utah's a bad team. I just don't think they're a top four team. Right. I don't think they should be a playoff team. I don't think it's they're fair. deserving I mean, of it's it. fair. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Let's take a timeout. We'll play Buy Sell next on ESPN UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN UP and on the ESPN UP app. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Glad you're along as we get into the back half of our hour. Here's your Sports Center update. The New York Mets have traded for Astros outfielder Jake Marisnik. This comes one day after free agent pitcher Zach Wheeler signs with the Phillies. The NLEs just keeps getting richer. USC announces that they will retain head football coach Clay Helton amid speculation and false reports that came out Sunday saying the coach had been fired. And finally, on Friday, Axios published an article on recent recent social media trends. The article found that Baby Yoda has more social media engagements than any of the 2020 presidential candidates, and it's not even close. According to Axios, Baby Yoda has as many online engagements per story as Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders combined. Well, I, I log on to social media. I see Baby Yoda everywhere. I have yet, <laughs> I've yet to see the the new series that came out on. I, I ordered. I mm-hmm. got Disney Plus the first time it was available, and I saw it on there. And I just haven't been able to to watch it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a diehard Star Wars fan, but I've seen a lot of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something I do want to watch. I just haven't had time. But just for that, I definitely need to check it out. I have no interest in watching Mandalorian or any of the other Star Wars movies, but I'm here for the Baby Yoda memes. And I'm sure everybody's seen that by now. Like, even if you don't know who Baby Yoda is, I'm sure, I guarantee you've seen him. The little green dude that looks like he's holding a cup of something and he's got the big dark eyes. He's just staring ahead. He's adorable. I literally was just scrolling on my Instagram uh, feed on break and Kevin Hart posted a photo of him as baby yoda taking off yoda's uh mask and it's kind of his face on <laughs> baby yoda's body so i mean you're everyone either the, the biggest stars are talking about it um all you got to do is really if you have any sort of social media just scroll for a little bit you're going to see something if you want engagements go ahead and go for baby yoda because right now he could probably win the presidency right now i guarantee you remember in 2016 when everyone not everyone but a majority of people that's not even right either. A big number of people wrote in Harambee for president. Yeah. It's going to be Baby Yoda this time around. Yep, yep. Just watch. And it's very interesting, like social media trends, um, you know, just being on social media and, and things like that. Just how, like, these characters, like, for a while, like, SpongeBob was, like, the thing. It mm-hmm. still kind of is, but just these trends that go on in social media and different challenges that come up. And, and you think you've seen everything. And then I think there's, like, a challenge coming up where you kind of. 
sit over with a camera over people's head. You throw up an item and mm-hmm. you wait to hit it someone in the head or something <laughs> like that. So it's interesting to see it. It's cool and and um, you're always waiting for the next best thing. You wait to see what will be trending in 11 months here when we actually vote. The thing is, though, he does have as many social media engagements per story as Biden and Bernie combined. Although that could change because I don't know if anyone's seen this yet, but a couple hours ago, Bernie Sanders, uh, excuse me, Joe Biden's back in my home state. He's in Iowa campaigning, gotten kind of a tense uh, interaction with a voter. And it was kind of hilarious. So that's going around. I've contributed to (laughs) sharing that. So maybe we can help Biden get past, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, let's do this. Uh, Buy, sell. Jake, I'm going to give you some athletes that are kind of at a turning point in their career. You tell me, are you buying on this athlete or are you selling and getting as much value back for them as we can? These are athletes from the NBA, the NFL. Do these guys still have something left in the tank? Do you believe in them or are you getting back as much as you can for them? Starting up at the top, let's go with Dak Prescott. Are you buying or selling on Dak? Just off, based off the season he's had, and I understand he has one of the best offensive lines. He has one of the best running backs. You know, he has one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, if not the talent most talented. Um, but he's he's been consistent. Uh, right now, I got to buy. Okay. You know, he's. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's still lead, leading the league in passing yards and things like that. And um, he's been getting it done. So I'm 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 keeping Dak around. All right. How about Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. Hmm. You buying or selling on him? I, I gotta buy on yeah. him. You know, I still think he's ascending. I still think we can see him reach uh, a different level. Obviously, I want him to be more consistent. Um, he's right there into in like stardom. Like he's mm-hmm. like right there in being like a household name, but he's not. Maybe it's because he plays in Utah. But yep. I'm a Donovan Mitchell fan. Utah needs to celebrate something. They need to look forward to something. And Donovan Mitchell brings excitement to that team. Very decent team. Obviously, the Lakers kind of just destroyed them mm-hmm. last night, but they've been destroying everybody. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm buying Donovan. Did you see his reaction to LeBron's travel last night? First of all, did you see LeBron's travel? Yeah, I feel like LeBron's kind of just a hype beast. Like he, I, I almost want to think he strategized doing that on purpose. And how does he get away with keep it? His, that's that's what the the chance he took because mm-hmm. um, he blatantly just lifted <laughs> like lifted the ball up and walked. <laughs> I almost feel like he did that to to trend and and have people talking oh, about sure. it on social media. Like mm-hmm. he's that smart of a guy. You know, they're already winning the game. He's mm-hmm. probably just like, I'm just going to blatantly travel. Someone's going to catch it. And the fact that no one did, no ref did, just made it that much better. Um, I want to say, like, that wasn't an accident. No. And that's my opinion. I think LeBron did it on purpose <laughs> to get people talking and to get trending on social media. I, I, he's that type of person. No publicity is bad publicity. Now I want to see, is LeBron, is LeBron trending more than Baby Yoda? I, no. Not, not, I don't nobody. think so. No one, can, no one can touch Baby Yoda right now. <laughs> How about... Cam Newton, he's getting foot surgery. Can he come back and be the effective Cam Newton, the MVP from four years ago? You buying or selling on him? I think I'm selling. Yeah. I think I'm selling just because of the way he plays. Um, in order for him to, to continue having a successful career, he's got to be able to throw the ball, and, and he's just been too inaccurate in his career. You know, Obviously, he's 30. I'm 30 years old right now in my body. I don't know, you know, my body's kind of breaking down a little bit, so uh, he's been taking a lot of hits in his 20s, so I can only imagine how he's feeling. I have to sell on Cam Newton. I, I still think he has a little left in his tank, but I just don't, I can't trust his health. He's just been injured too much. Here's one that I know you have an emotional investment in, Jimmy Graham. I'm selling. You're selling on Jimmy Graham. I'm selling. Um, I, I would have sold on Jimmy Graham 
last season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why they brought and drafted Jay Sternberger. He's been kind of up and down. Obviously, he's a rookie. He's had some injuries and things like that, but um, just not enough. He, there's just not enough there. You know, he's had opportunities. He's had drops. Um, you kind of saw it happen in Seattle a little bit when he went to Seattle. He kind of fell off. Now, Jimmy Graham was a bad, a bad guy, a bad dude when he was in. New Orleans mm-hmm. back in the day. He was one of the best tight ends. He was just a beast. No one could stop him. He's a shell of himself now. Yeah. Um, he's still a big body, and yeah, he can box people out and, and get, you know, sometimes he can be a safety valve for Aaron, but he's just not consistent enough. I just think he's lost what made him great, and that's that leaping ability. And, um, you know, he's just kind of hit hit that wall, I feel. Buy or sell, Le'Veon Bell. I'm buying. Yeah. Huge Le'Veon fan. Um, you know, he's kind of he kind of stepped up as a huge leader when when New York was going through those early to mid-season issues when Sam was out with Mono and things like that. Um I remember him seeing seeing a video like to to Jets fans saying, "Listen, you got to stick with me. This isn't going to happen overnight." I promise you we're going to we're going to get this going in the right direction blah 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 and and that's the type of leadership you want on a team. Um he's a tough dude. You know, obviously he's missed some time trying to get his contract, but normally he's healthy. He's still a good back. I I I I'm a huge Le'Veon fan. I'm buying. I I would love if he if he was on my team, I'd love it. Buying or selling Mo Bamba. Mm, ah, man, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. You know, I don't know. I don't know what Mo Bamba is. You know, it's, it <laughs> was a great. Does. It was a great song. Um, it's a great heard, song. You know, um, if if you like loud music that could pr- potentially burst your eardrums, and you haven't heard Mo Bamba, just search it on like YouTube or something. I don't know if there's anybody who hasn't heard Mo Bamba. Take a listen. They may not know it, but you maybe our older crowd didn't haven't listened. Everybody's to it. heard it if it's they've great, been to a game. It's or- a great hype song. Check it out. But anyways, um, I don't know, man. He's he's just kind of eh. Yeah. You know, have we seen what we, enough? Does he have another 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 gear? I don't know. I'm gonna sell. Okay. I'm sell All man. right. How about Josh Gordon? I'm selling Josh. Gordon. Selling Josh Gordon. You know, he had that one good year, like ultimate, just dominating year. And I mean, he's been up and down. I I, I will give him credit. He's been able to stay off the. the the bad track, mm-hmm. stay on a narrow road. He's been able to stay in the league, which is which is great. But mm-hmm. I just feel like he should be doing more. And I don't know what the issue is there. I don't know. I don't really don't know. He had that career year with Brandon Whedon as his quarterback. He's dominated. Now he's got Russ, and he didn't and even play he's all the number games. Three. Yeah. yeah, he's number three on that team. Yeah, and um, if it's not going to happen in New England, I just don't see it happening. And I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just his mentality or what. Maybe he's dealing with injuries. But I just I just don't see him being. Anywhere near that that great year he had. Couple more here before we go to break. Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. I, I've never been a huge fan of Lonzo Ball. No. To be honest, I'm gonna have to sell. Yeah. I don't think he's a point guard that can win you an NBA championship unless you put like the best around him because he he can, he is a unique he has a unique skill set and that's passing the ball. But his shots shaky. He's not the strongest. Um, you know, you can be physical with him. Really kind of get up in his grill and and. Um, I just haven't seen enough. I just haven't seen enough. I'm selling. I think his brother's going to be better. I think Lamelo's going to be the best ball. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm high on Lamelo, Lamelo ball, so um, I'm going to sell Lonzo. Last one. This guy has been steadily elevating his stock, and he's now in the MVP uh, race anyway. Pascal Siakam. Siakam, I, I got to I gotta buy on oh, Siakam. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, you look back at that year, Kawhi gets a lot of credit for bringing Toronto a championship, but... Siakam was balling, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to give him credit for uh, Leonard left, and now he's kind of the the guy. 
and he has taken his game to yet another level. Mm-hmm. So um, anytime you can do that, you get respect in my book when you become the guy and perform. Um, I got to give you dues, so I'm buying Siakam. Tanner Hoops, Jake Durant with you. Buy, sell here on the Sports Pen. Let's take our last time out when we come back. One of the, I don't know if it's a funny or if it's a somewhat offensive, I guess, social media trend going around. Uh, that touched the sports world here lately. A radio host out west said something really stupid. Plus, I'm going to tell you who is the Pope's favorite football team. All that and more after the break on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. I think one of the best ideas that any social media platform has had was Facebook memories because I was scrolling through mine yesterday and I see this article about a radio announcer in Forest City, Iowa I shared two years ago. I shared this post about him two years ago. He was caught on air between basketball games making racial epithets toward an opposing team and I remember, you know, playing basketball against Forest City and you know it's about two hours from where I grew up. And uh, actually, a good friend of mine has a brother that played at Forest, uh, at Eagle Grove, the other school. And that same day, the 49ers announced that they are suspending their radio color man, Tim Ryan, for comments he made about Lamar Jackson in regards to Sunday's game because he said that the Ravens' offense was so dynamic and hard to stop because the Ravens were wearing their black jerseys that day that you couldn't tell who had the football, if Lamar Jackson gave it to a running back or if he still had it on the fake because the dark ball against his skin plus the black jersey made it hard to see. First of all, um, that's beyond stupid to say. Second of all, it's not even good analysis. I mean, are you telling me that Lamar Jackson's the first black quarterback to ever use the play-action fake? (laughs) Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, so there's like a rule that I live by, obviously being on TV you know, a lot of the time, and when I have a mic on, or anyone has a mic on, always act like that mic's on, and yeah. people are listening. Assume it's hot. Yeah. Assume it's hot. And I'm not saying I'm sit. I'm out here saying a bunch of just bad things. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, just always be careful with what you're saying. And and um, you know, we're all human. We've all had probably had thoughts that you know probably don't want people to hear. Right? You know what I mean? And um, it's called having a filter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can think a certain way. But you're talking about being a broadcaster on like the highest level for an NFL team. What is going through your head when you're saying <laughs> something like this? Even if this guy is not racist, I don't know this guy. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's a racist. People are taking it as a racist thing. Um, it was which, stupid. you know, it was it was dumb. Um, even if you thought that way, like what did you get from saying that? Mm-hmm. It it just makes no sense. Um, um, it, it it it's it's interesting because I was going through Twitter and um. This player for uh, one of the teams, I forgot what he's seen, but he's, he's a black player, he's an African-American player. He said, he took the guy's side. He said, to be honest with you, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It is harder. as a, Even as a player, um, it's hard to see. You know, I played against a black player, you know, and, and the, it, was just, it was harder to see that, he, like, the guy was basically defending him a little bit. And, um, you know, because... He might feel that way, but is that a racist thing? You know, is he being a racist when he says that, or is is it something true? I don't really know. Um, 
But anytime you say something that can be taken as a racist comment, just stay away yeah. from it. Even if he's not a racist 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that could be perceived as a racist thing. And even if there's a little small chance... What are you getting out with saying that? Right. It's not, it's, you're not going to get likes. You're not getting, you know, you're not going to hear people laughing at you, thinking it's funny. You're not getting anything out of it. I think this guy just wasn't really thinking, and and yeah, um, I just it was stupid. It was dumb to say. Um, there's some things you keep to yourself, and and uh, yeah, it was, it was just a, a bad look. Obviously, I don't know if it was comedy or if he just wasn't thinking, but you know, one of those things. It's just. Those are things that don't age well, especially, you know, if it was intended to be comedic. Uh, Comedy is one of those things that doesn't age well. What's funny now Mm -hmm. uh, probably wasn't funny then, and it won't be in the future. And what was funny years ago is probably not always appropriate now. One thing that people are kind of making light about, and I don't know uh, the details of this, but Albert Breer, who is a sports writer, said that, you know, because there's the whole Peloton commercial that's going on right now, and people are saying it's sexist, it's stupid that a guy bought his wife a Peloton for Christmas. Albert Breer tweeted that he got his wife a Peloton three years ago, and she wasn't offended. So Jane Slater, who writes uh, for ESPN, she covers the NFL, uh, this isn't funny, but it's um, it might be worse than the whole Peloton story, talking about bad presents that <laughs> that you've gotten from a significant other. She tweeted, An ex-boyfriend once got me a Fitbit for Christmas. I loved it. We synced up, motivated each other, so you know they could see what each other's hearts rates and every, heart rates and everything were. Didn't hate it until he was unaccounted for at 4 a.m. and his physical activity levels were spiking on the app. Does she have something against early morning workouts? That must have been it. That's must, the guy's probably in the gym pumping some iron. Yeah, yeah, but apparently they do it together. So oh. that's what made her suspicious. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm defending the the guys here. Um, just don't be oh, stupid. Jake. Just don't be stupid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't really. I, I, don't, I haven't looked into that whole Peloton thing. I mm. saw it on Twitter um, and things like that. Uh, and. I mean, yeah, it was it was just a bad look, obviously, and, and things like that. But yeah, that that whole Fitbit thing's a little bit different, mm. um, you know. Something that's su- supposed to be something that's supposed to be a gift could really turn on you, and and yeah, that's that's terrible. That's I'm behind terrible. on my Christmas shopping. How about you? My Christmas shopping, um, you know, I do this thing with my family where. Um, you know, for, I have a seven-year-old daughter, so yeah, I, I already know what she wants. She actually she finessed me into getting a pair of i, I or AirPods. So, mm. so my daughter she actually lives in um, Los Angeles with her mother, and I was Facetime her the other day, and and I was like, hey, you know, Presley, you know, what would what do you want your dad to get you for Christmas? And and she's seven years old, and I'm thinking like she's gonna say the hottest new toy coming mm. out and things like that. She's like, I want an iPhone 11. <laughs> And I, I was like, I looked at her, and then we're FaceTiming, mind you. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, there's there's no way I'm getting you an iPhone 11. I should have said, you're too young for an iPhone. I, mm-hmm. I get it. But um, I should have, there's, I'm, I'm talking to you on an iPhone 6. There's no way I'm getting you an iPhone 11, <laughs> and I'm sitting here with iPhone 6. Like, that's never going to happen. I'm going to get the new uh, the newest version. And you can. And then she's like, all right, well, let me get an iPhone 8. And I kind of give her this look, and I'm just like, "Really? Like, are you serious?" <laughs> and then she's like, "All right, I'll get AirPods. I'll have AirPods." There so, you go. so it was pretty. It was funny because she really just finessed a negotiation yeah. out of me. Um, I'm not even. I, I'm. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if she wanted AirPods all along, and she just literally just 
just got me. Set the bar high. Yeah, she set the bar high. But uh, the fact that I don't know if our viewers or listeners have children, but I, w- I kind of want to know what their children around that age are asking for. <laughs> is my daughter like just like unique and is? I don't know, maybe she's watching too much YouTube or something, but um, she's all about this Apple company, and I, I just can't believe it. I'm in trouble if that's what she's asking for at 7. I tell you what, as far as Christmas presents go, Pope Francis got an early Christmas present. Turns out, well, we, we know the Pope is a soccer fan. Turns out he's a bit of a football fan as well. It turns out that he is a fan of the Baltimore Ravens. That's shocking. How about that? No wonder they're doing so well. The thing is, uh, Father William Laurie is the Archbishop of Baltimore, And he went to the Vatican this week. His present for the Pope was an autographed Lamar Jackson jersey. Mm. So, turns out the Pope is a Lamar Jackson fan, a Ravens fan, John Harbaugh. You know, the Harbaugh family, they're devout Catholics. He autographed the jersey as well. So, no wonder the Ravens are doing this well. Guy's a bandwagon fan. (laughs) Hate to say it. You cannot tell me he's been a Ravens fan for a while, the guy. Why isn't the guy a Saints fan? Well, it, that that's the thing is you know. Did you see that tweet a few weeks ago? No, that was great. He uh, he hashtag Saints, you know, and it was not about football, but oh yeah, it, oh, the yeah. logo came up since he did it. Yeah, it would make sense though if there was any team besides the Saints that the Pope would be a fan of, because the first Catholic church in the New World was established in Baltimore, so it's the birthplace of Catholicism in America. So it would make sense that if he was a fan of any team, it would be. The Ravens. I would. I would have guessed. You know, the Ravens would have been down the list for me. I would have mm-hmm. guessed Cowboys, just because they're just a global brand almost. Maybe the Patriots. Maybe. I don't know. Green Bay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The Saints. He's not been a Raven. He's definitely a little bandwagon fan. He now. was holding a Notre Dame banner earlier this year, and both the Ravens and Notre Dame are ten and two. Although they're very different ten and twos right now. I mean, if you want one person behind you rooting for you, you definitely want him to be that guy. Lions fans are like, go get him a Stafford. Jersey. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm, you know, he's putting any sort of special energy towards your team, but you know, you have him pray for you a couple times. About that, you know, maybe you get a little bit lucky. Maybe the football gods come, come and you, you win. I don't know. I want to see him in the jersey. I want to see how it looks on him. I'm, I'm picturing him like wearing it over over his robes, over, over everything. You know what I mean? Like I like to wear like a hoodie under my jerseys, mm-hmm. and then put the jersey over it with the hood up. Like I can picture him kind of just throwing the jersey over his whole getup. That would be the greatest. That'd thing. be hilarious. I'd be lo- I'd love it. I want to see him in a Notre Dame jersey. I mean, let's get Brian Kelly out there, uh, Bishop Durfler here in town. I'm sure he'd do it if he ever went right. and saw the Pope again. Yeah. But I tell you what. With that, we're out of time. Appreciate you being here, my man. What do you have coming up on Local 3? Man, um, you know, we're going to be doing the NMU games tonight. We've got some girls' high school basketball. Um, obviously, we have, we cover the Green Bay Packers a lot, um, our sister station being in Green Bay. You know, just, just basketball, basketball, hockey. Um, we are in the winter season, so, yeah, just covering those sports. NMU hoops tonight at home against Northwood. Actually, men tip off here in about 30 minutes. So let's get out of here and get over there. Back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. For Jake Durant, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.